0: Welcome to this month's episode of Superheroines Etc. podcast. Thank you for joining us. Superheroines Etc. is a 501c3 nonprofit with the mission to empower women to embrace their inner nerd. I am Fox Smith. I am the vice president of Superheroines Etc. and joining me
1: is Marissa Rowe. I am the event host coordinator of Superheroines Etc. Uh, general nerd, planner, and just uh, enthusiasm for all things. <laughs> I'm Sarah Pritchard. I'm an event host for
2: Superheroines, etc. Um, And today we're joined by Willow Rosen, who is the co-owner of Box. Box is a feminist safer space to explore one's sexuality. They're located on Ohio Avenue, off Cherokee Street in St. Louis. Box hosts workshops, support groups, and sells high-quality, non-toxic sex toys with a focus on people of color, differently-abled people, and the queer community. Willow, you had co-founded Box in July of 2015 with your co-founder, Sarah Michelson, Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I'm pretty excited. Well, do you want to tell us maybe
3: just a little bit about the process of opening up? Sure. I moved here from Cleveland. Now it's been oof a little over a year. And when I came, I was a midwifery student and had gone to a student midwives study group to kind of try and connect with the people in the area and uh, see what the birth community was like. And that's where I met Sarah. And Sarah was um, a really exciting person for me to meet because they were a little outside of the normal birth box that you find in the Midwest. And that's where I also find myself. So it was quite a relief. And uh, I think we hit it off pretty fast. From there, just because of who we are, there was a lot of, you know, so we went to shows and we went and, you know, laminated a bunch of bookmarks and (laughs) hung out and cooked and, and did all kinds of fun Friendly things and also started talking about sex and how we view sex and sexuality and all of these things and it was really exciting and then one day I get a call and Sarah says so I've been looking for offices for uh midwifery offices and I'm wondering what you think about also opening a sex toy store and I went uh yeah yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> so it was, it was honestly, uh, opening a sex toy store was one of those things I figured I would do after being a midwife for a few decades, when I was like, okay, maybe I don't want to be on call anymore, I'm going to do this later, and then Sarah calls me up and goes, how about we do this now? Um, so that was incredibly exciting.
0: It, you were you hit the ground running,
3: and then uh, here we are.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. What has uh, reception been like so far? It's been overall very supportive there
3: yeah yeah we were a bit nervous the local businesses have been very very supportive and we've had a lot of fun kind of trying to collaborate with different things and our landlords Mm -hmm. on some of the other businesses on Cherokee and there are things like that which can be really exciting as a new business first of all and second of all really cool to try and get creative with the other businesses you know we've talked to Bespoke which is kind of our almost across the street, sort of neighbor across Cherokee, and they are really wonderful and focused on um, helping people present the way they want to present, and they do that through specialized mm, seamstress magic. Why can't I think of <laughs> <laughs> what that is called? Um, is it... Tailoring? Ah! <laughs> right, <laughs> tailoring. <laughs> right, right, right. And, you know, not only are they amazing tailors, but it's a, it's a husband and a wife that run it, and they – Every time Sarah and I have gone in there um, casually or for, to talk about business, their language is incredibly supportive and body positive. Um, mm-hmm. And when you go in and you're talking to a tailor to have somebody that understands the necessity for that is really exciting. So bespoke has been great. For our grand opening party, which was wonderful, we had a lot of community support. So we had Earthbound Brewery, which is on Cherokee, and then Recess Brewery, which is out in the county, Mm. they donated kegs for our opening party. We had a DJ come in. We had a blast with the DJ. Ice cream cakes came and vended in front of the store. So so the little things like that, even just for the opening party, really show an outpouring of support, which is very exciting. And then we've had people, practitioners, um, physical therapists and um, psychologists and pelvic floor specialists, you know, hear that we are – We're working on this space, and they have come to us and asked if they can be involved, which is incredibly exciting and definitely helps us feel like we're doing something right and that we're being recognized as uh, doing what we want to be doing.
2: Mm -hmm. You know that Box is really dedicated to being a safer space for all kinds of people, Mm -hmm. people um, with different abilities, people from the queer community, people of color. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you want to talk more
3: about what that means for you guys and what that's been like running that store? Sure. So it's something, first of all, that we started with a conscious mind to do and to be a part of. And to also, I think both Sarah and I are pretty open to hearing when we're not doing it well, um, which is something we try to listen to. And so after any events that we do, especially if they're focused on any of the communities that we're trying to create a safer space for, we really work to be open to feedback and things like that Mm -hmm. so that's kind of the broad sense in how we create a safer space which is just to work at it and to be open to hearing when we're not doing it well Mm -hmm. other than that we try to have different products for folks with different needs we have um, some straps and some cushions and we're able to order more we can do special orders for any of our products but especially those products we're happy to do a consultation for that and figure out how we can get that in. We focus on having artists and we have a few books, um, authors of color and um, women in the store. That's one of our big focuses with all of our artists and queer artists. So our space is built from the community that we're trying to support. Seems very collaborative.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's it, I mean, I think a good illustration of that is the fact that Sarah and I haven't yet taught any classes. We bring other people in, and selfishly, that's really exciting and it's really fun because I get <laughs> to keep learning. Um, and I and I enjoy I enjoy kind of attending a lot of those things and not just having to teach them. Tell us about some of the workshops you guys have posted here. Sure. So we have had myths of low female desire. We've had oh no, destigmatizing STIs is still coming up. I know that I was here for one about um, different kinds of menstrual products. Mm-hmm. We had a radical menstruation workshop, which was really great. And now we actually have um, a nice range of products for folks that menstruate and don't necessarily want Kotex. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some cloth, some disposable, some Diva cups, some sponges.
0: Some I've got to say, as somebody who about a year or so ago got into the Diva cup, I swear by it. It is yeah, one of the yeah. best things I've ever done. I've not talked to anybody who hasn't had anything
1: but positive things. Right. Everybody yeah. everybody I've talked to had very positive things to say about the Diva Cup
0: or mm-hmm. the Moon Cup. Well, you know, and like what kept me from it, I this kind of going on a little bit of a tangent, what initially kept me from it was you think it's going to be gross having to deal with it, but it's really not. And it's so nice and comfortable and I don't have to mess with it, but for like once a day or something like that. It's yeah. great. Every
1: now and then I find this, a random person who was like carrying the, you know, diva cup flag. It actually happened to me at work the other, on Friday where somebody, I don't know how it came up, how menstruation came up, but the girl who sits next to me mentioned her uh, Deepa cup, because we have that kind of relationship. We talk about those kinds of things. <laughs> right. And she is still going on about how good it is and how I should try it. And both my sisters are saying it. So I think eventually I'm going to cave and try it. But <laughs> I, I keep hearing positive things. And I think having a resource like this in the store, where people mm-hmm. can come and look at the product and have a brick and mortar mm-hmm. place where they can come and you know, pick it up and read the box as opposed to being in your home and not having a person ask questions to kind of a little encouraging for people to try mm-hmm. something other than the traditional you know, Kotex are always pads, but you can get at Walmart or uh, you know, Walgreens. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. So yeah. for our um, listeners
2: who are sitting at home thinking, "What is this diva cup?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, can
3: you tell us more about it, Willow? Yeah, yeah it's a uh, it's a cup used during menstruation, and it's used instead of a tampon. So it is inserted vaginally, and what it does um, that differs from a tampon is instead of soaking up and absorbing the blood and with it other fluids that the body produces which are helpful and needed for the equilibrium the diva cup instead just catches the blood and because it's made from medical grade silicone it it doesn't absorb the moisture so you're not gonna I mean theoretically if you wanted to you could insert it and take it out right away and you're not gonna have that same
0: awful, awful feeling that you get with the
3: tampon, and you're like, too soon, too soon, too soon.
0: Might, might oh. want to liken that to like cotton sandpaper. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly, and that was, oh, ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no problem with that.
3: Did no, that? no, 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 and, um, and as you mentioned, you don't necessarily have to mess with it, and it's different for each person, and each body, and each flow, but I know for me, it's the same way. Like, I wake up, and I have to, you know, plan a couple of extra minutes. But once the Diva Cup is inserted, and there was a learning curve, I had to figure out positioning. And each cycle, there's usually, like, almost like a hump day where I'm like, okay, I'm going to take, like, an extra 15 this morning. And just make sure we are set, and we are aligned, and everything's good. And once we're good, we're good. Um, but, yeah, then I'm good for the rest of the day, which is really nice. And it's reusable. And you can wash it out. There's Diva Wash. Um, you can boil them if you want to. So
0: it's... Really nice. Think well, ultimately, option. I feel like it saves you so much money. You're not having to spend cra- kind of crazy amounts for <laughs> disposable products. Earth friendly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Earth friendly. <laughs> right, yes. Right, right. So we, you know, we do have
3: some. So for me, I use a mix usually each month, and depending on what my life is like, that cycle. Um, I do use the diva cup. I do have some cloth, but I also I really like our. Um, They are disposable, but they have way, way, way less chemicals than Mm -hmm. the other stuff. And my body is very sensitive. So alarms will go off if uh, they're too harsh. Mm -hmm. And these have been all right, which is really nice. nice.
2: And I think it's really exciting to have a space like this in St. Louis where, you know, you sell alternative menstrual products. You guys sell feminist non-toxic sex toys. Um, I think that you guys are the first feminist sex shop in St. Louis. Um, unless
3: there's a super secret one (laughs) we we looked around we hunted it out and that's I mean that's one of the reasons we're here is we wanted this space for ourselves you know we wanted a place that we felt safe Mm -hmm. that we felt comfortable and it's not that Sarah or I are afraid of sex are afraid to talk of sex feel shame about sex it's that in the spaces that we found we didn't quite feel comfortable going and getting the things we wanted to get or God forbid, having the discussions
1: we wanted to mm-hmm. have surrounding it mm-hmm. or learning. So if you were to visit the store for the first time, what kinds mm-hmm. of things could you expect to see while you were here? <laughs> sure. So we've talked a little bit about the menstrual products. We have we have a table
3: with our uh, menstrual products. We have a wall that is mainly sex toys and a little bit of art. And then we have another wall that's mostly art and a little bit of sex toys. <laughs> and then we have a wall that is... Um, Displays our binders and some of our um, cloth pads, our under pads, and our in-store library. And then, um, yeah, more art. There's a lot of art, <laughs> for sure. And it's a pretty open space. We're lucky that we have such huge windows in the front wall. We had to have curtains. Um, that's part of that. How supportive is the community is, well, we have curtains, so nobody's really throwing any fits, Um, Mm -hmm. but even with the curtains, we get a lot of natural light, which is really nice, and I think that that opens everything Mm -hmm. up. It opens up the space, it opens up the lighting, and it opens up, in a very esoteric way, the (laughs) conversation. Yeah, (laughs) well, it makes it more welcoming in here, too, you know, for,
2: um, you know, there are some sex shops you can go to that are not feminist, that Mm -hmm. feel very... Uh, scary or mm-hmm. unwelcoming, particularly right. I think to women or um, people in different places on the gender spectrum that feel dark and mm-hmm. cave like and you <laughs> know, <laughs> like they, you. they just don't feel welcoming necessarily. So it's yeah. nice to have an open, light,
3: airy space. Mm-hmm. That was definitely our goal when we were first talking about what we wanted the space to look like. It was there are dungeony spaces, and dungeony mm-hmm. times can be fun when it comes to sexy spaces and the sex mm-hmm. spaces. But that wasn't our goal. Mm -hmm. Um, That's there already. Mm -hmm. We wanted to do something a
2: little bit different. I think um, you guys also offer a monthly lactation support group. Mm -hmm. Do
3: you want to talk more about what that is? Sure, sure. We, We have our monthly lactation support group, and what's really cool about that off the bat is, you know, a lot of it's in the name itself. It's not a breastfeeding group, it's a lactation group. So it recognizes the differing bodies that may lactate to feed One's own babies, mm-hmm. and that deserves support and that deserves recognition and visibility. Um, and we are hoping to provide that. So it's been going on for a couple of months now, and I think with any support group, there's a little bit of a curve to kind of get it off the ground and get the word of mouth going. Because when it comes to these intimate kind of things, you want to be with people you know and people you trust. And mm-hmm. so sometimes it just takes a little bit of time, but it's it's. Uh, It's off the ground. Wednesday, October 14th is our next one. Great. Yep. And uh, Michelle Valenti is the person that hosts that for us. Okay. And she's really wonderful. She's a certified lactation educator and counselor and um, knows her stuff. And is really welcoming and just really excited to be able to facilitate a group like this. So that's one thing we've been really fortunate about is the people that we that come in here. Um, a lot of the people that come in and do support groups or workshops and classes come in because they really
0: want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. They really have a passion for what they're doing, and Michelle's no different. Mm-hmm. So. so I know... Um, You are very much about an inviting space and a safe space. And also um, what comes along with that is a focus on sex positivity. Can you maybe talk a little more about that? Sure. So sex
3: positivity, I think, um, is not sex all the time for everybody. You know, that's not not what it is. That's not how I define sex positivity. I think for me and for Box, sex positivity has to do with the freedom to explore what your sexuality may or may not look like, a place to ask questions, a place where sex and sexuality is not a taboo, um, whatever that happens to look like. And then, yeah, if you if you decide to have sex and you want to have sex, having a hell of a lot of fun with it. Because <laughs>
0: it's a lot of fun to
3: be had. And that's, that's to be celebrated, too, if that's what you choose to do. And I think um, one of the workshops you guys just did was centered around consent. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Oh, we had a great workshop that uh, Sex Positive St. Louis, who's been very supportive, um, put on for us. And it was a hit. We had both rooms. So we have this main room and then we have um, a second half, I guess you could say. And that's kind of a meeting area. It's very like, almost cozy living room. And we had both rooms filled with people and it was a really cool workshop it was called the no workshop so how to hear and say no and they had a lot of role playing and scenario plays and literally getting practice in how to hear and say no and recognize and um, get comfortable with consent and that's huge because even understanding what consent is and even being pretty well informed from the time I was young about what consent was if for me personally it's always been a hard thing mm-hmm. you know it's a very tricky thing and there's a lot of social stigma that goes around in a lot of baggage especially for those that present as female about you know the titles you garner when you say yes or when you say no mm-hmm. um, yes so, yeah so there was a lot of excitement when we when you're approached by sex-positive standards to do that one. And I
2: think it's so important to
3: give people those concrete
2: skills, you know, so that they have that practice. Because you can talk about it in the abstract, Mm -hmm. but when you're actually in the situation,
0: it's a lot harder to hear no or say no. Mm -hmm. So that's,
2: I think that's a really great
0: workshop. Yeah, I remember seeing a few things in forums when I'm reading online where people will post about having been, uh, people presenting as female, having been in a bar and be feeling uncomfortable saying no to people who are coming on to them, but like also ordering them drinks and things like that. And they would say that they felt uncomfortable because they didn't want to come across as rude or, mm-hmm. you know, hurt this person's feelings when in reality it's, they owe this person nothing, you know, and this yeah. person is right. crossing their boundaries yep. and yet they still feel the need to care for this other person's feelings before that of their own. Mm-hmm.
1: Are there any, uh- Any chance that that's going to make a comeback that you're going to redo that workshop since it was so popular the first time? I
3: think um, we've definitely looked into that. We have, we had that experience with our sex astrology workshop that we had. Everybody who came was really excited. Um, and then there was, I was approached by a handful of people in the following week that were like, Oh, I really wanted to go, but I couldn't make it. So we have talked to the woman that put that on for us and she's coming back once a week to do readings and things oh, okay. like that, nice. which is really exciting. So we're, we're in talks with Sex Positive St. Louis to see, um, when their next availability is to run that one again, cause it was incredibly popular. Yeah. We keep our Facebook page and our website up to date with our events. So when that one pops up again.
1: There's hope. Yeah, I, I did. Was, I was busy the first time, so I could not attend. And I was actually pretty bummed about yeah, that. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I was too. I had
2: originally planned to go, and then I had all these papers due that week, so I was super
3: bummed. Yeah. I, I mean, and that happens, and it's we've we've talked a lot about having a consent workshop every month. So even if it isn't mm-hmm. the specific one put on by Sex Positive St. Louis, because these are consent um, conversations we want to
1: facilitate and we want to mm-hmm. start and continue. Yeah. I'm really excited about the evolution of box
2: and what's gonna come in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. It's really exciting.
1: Yeah,
0: I have to say every workshop name that you've mentioned thus far, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, go tell us more about <laughs> tell us more about that.
1: <laughs> They're good. They're good. We're
3: pretty fortunate to have found and continue to find so many educated people excited to share.
1: There's a need. There's an education hole. I actually used to be, um, I wasn't the sex ed teacher when I was teaching high school, but I had the audience where I could teach sex ed and I had to get permission. And uh, we were, um, I I was told there were only two things that I wasn't allowed to teach, which is actually pretty liberal when you think about it. I was not allowed to give condoms and I was not allowed how to show them how to use condoms. And I was actually (laughs) expecting a no. Um, and this is in Missouri. I was expecting to be told no sex ed at all, but I, you know, I got the go ahead, and I was really excited about that. So to see, you know, I, I don't teach anymore, so to, be, to see somebody else doing that in the community makes me warm. So I'm like living vicariously <laughs> know that people are being educated, and if they want that information, you know, to have that face to face conversation or be able to hear in person that you know they, that other people have the same questions or that there are resources, that makes me all warm and fuzzy to <laughs> think about that. The, the, you know, then to worry about somebody being at home on the internet, you know, in the wrong place for the wrong resources because right. they can't differentiate between right. a good source and a bad source, mm-hmm. right. you know, and then the shame, you know, like I imagine somebody in their basement, you know, like typing, you know, <laughs> what they're really <laughs> interested in and then, you know, like
0: well, not never having – you know what you're going to come across. Yeah, anyway. well, getting <laughs> a random
1: return on your search query and then, you know, not having somebody to turn to and ask a question immediately or get mm-hmm. feedback or acceptance that what you're looking up is okay or what you're mm-hmm. curious about is okay. Or, you know, everything is okay. The mm-hmm. internet does not offer that, you know, mm-hmm. you know, don't go to the comment section either if you're looking for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So I'm glad you're here. Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely same. I think, especially just as a woman, being in a space that allows talk about that openly and exploration, I think, is really important. There's a video I saw where, um, and the video did not show this actually happening, but it had a bunch of different women, different ages, who had never seen their own vaginas, like behind a curtain, and then look for the first time. And it was so interesting. I spoke with my husband about this very thing. I was like, did you know? There are women who have not seen their own vaginas, and he, he was he was blown away by that because yeah. and for one, I mean, you know, a guy's stuff is right right there; you can't help but see it, you know. Um, and it takes a little more effort for women, but I think there's this association with you know shame about your vagina being there. You know, don't don't look at it, don't pretend it's not there. You know, and there's this kind of culture that really. You know, from language about women who enjoy sex and women who want to have sex with whomever they want to have sex with, you know, just the language is very different between men and women. And I think having more places that start to make it feel more normal and make it feel more like an okay thing, you know, and empower people, I think is a great thing to have happen. Yeah, (laughs) More conversation in general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Earlier on, we mentioned um, the idea that you guys are very much about non-toxic sex toys. It's a little alarming to me to think that there would be toxic sex toys, (laughs) but could you speak a little more about this? Sure. We,
3: um, Smitten Kitten Up in Minneapolis, which is another feminist sex toy store that's been around for quite a few years, uh, they formed the Coalition Against Toxic Toys. And so we are now part of that. And what that means is we pledge to only carry toys that are body safe. And like you said, it's really disturbing to think that things that we put into our body may not be safe. And Mm -hmm. what does that mean? I think the most concise way for me to explain it is, you know, a lot of toys are marketed as novelty, so they don't have to be run through the same regulations that that body-safe things would have to go through, right? So you think of, you know, the BPA water bottle thing Mm -hmm. a handful of years ago. You know, it's that chemical leaching is what we're worried about in our toys, So um, we have body-safe toys. We have medical-grade silicone. We have glass. We have wood. We have metal. Um, And all of that we make sure meets the standards of the Coalition Against Toxic Toys. That's great. Does that apply to lubes as well? Are there toxic Mm -hmm. lubes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) and um, making sure, just like a little side note, making sure that your lubricant is compatible with your toy or your barrier method, if you use a barrier method, is very important. Um, And I don't want to, like, run through the compatibility chart right now, but... If you come into the store, you can find. You can always ask, or if you
0: are curious, you can find online. Um, Is there any search safe. term you would use if you were wanting to find out more about the compatibility chart online? Sure. If you, um,
3: I mean, honestly, if I were doing it, I would probably type something like, "Is my lube safe with my toy?" Mm-hmm. Or you know, "Can I use a silicone-based lube with a silicone-based toy?" Mm-hmm. Or should I use an aloe-based lube, which a lot of ours are. Um, which is really helpful because we have a lot of silicone-based toys, and that's a safe mm-hmm. match. Because, spoiler, I think you should not use silicone-based <laughs> <laughs> Right, you right, should not. not. <laughs> Just for anyone who didn't right, want to do right, that Google right. search. <laughs> and what that does is it degrades the toy, um, and, and that's no fun.
2: Yeah, that no, would be really no, disappointing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, just, you make that
1: investment right. and you use the wrong lube and then
2: is everyone there, is
1: sad. Is there a good resource that you would recommend for people who were curious about choosing a healthy lube? Okay. Aside from coming into the store and asking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of
3: course. So I think the Coalition Against Toxic Toys actually has a really cool amount, and I say cool amount of research is how I was going to finish that. And I say cool amount of research because... I love that kind of stuff. Um, I love to just link wormhole down into just all of that good good stuff. Um, so the Coalition Against Toxic Toys has like a cool amount of research on um, and information on how they did their research when deciding what toys were safe and were not safe. And within that, I remember there being this really great PDF on lubricants too. I don't think it's buried, but it might be buried. Um, I'll look for it and maybe. And do they Sound have their like, own website? Yeah, yeah.
2: And that sort of—we um, haven't talked about this, but um, it occurs to me while you're talking about um, finding a good loom, finding mm-hmm. um, you know toys that aren't toxic—that it can be really intimidating for people sometimes when they're buying their first toy or they're thinking mm-hmm. about buying their first toy. Mm-hmm. And I have a suspicion that being a feminist sex shop, <laughs> you guys are particularly friendly in that area.
3: <laughs> Definitely, um, one of my absolute favorite things about being in the store, are the people that get the courage to come in. And and that always looks a little bit different. I mean, I've had people come in and just shake a little bit and ask questions or shake a little bit and leave. But it is scary. There's so much social stigma and there's so much removal from our own bodies and our own sexuality that to try and come back to that, if you don't have a safe space or a safe community to do that, is really, really hard. And we hope to create a space that's safe, that helps people start that exploration or continue that exploration. But coming in here is that first step. (laughs) Or looking to see if something like us even exists is that first step. And I... I mean, maybe it's just like a, a little bit of ego, but I really love the idea of getting to be in that space <laughs> and be able to, you know, be there to have that conversation with somebody. It's just really cool. It's so, it's so brave. It's so brave and it's so exciting. So yeah, we definitely encourage this time. <laughs> First time people, Sarah and I even talked about having some kind of prize. You know, we don't want to embarrass anybody and we don't want to... Even you know, of course, draw attention to anybody's purchases necessarily to anybody else that might be in the store or whatever. But there's totally this image I have for everybody that buys their first toy, like we drop balloons, <laughs> or confetti <like, laughs> bombs, or champagne, or we haven't figured out how to do that well. <laughs> uh, what we're thinking about, maybe just like a like a
2: congrats sticker or something, slip it into their bag as their celebration. Like, way to
3: go, you! Right right, 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 without being condescending or disruptive. Uh, so we haven't nailed it yet but if anybody has (laughs) an idea it's it's so exciting
1: that's great i'm excited that you're excited about it Just just having a person that's passionate about helping others makes it a lot easier to spread the word about how healthy and accepting this place can be yeah i think for any of our listeners who
2: maybe are thinking about like hey maybe i should go get myself a toy it can be really um Make people feel, I think, a lot safer to know that, you know, they're going to be greeted with safety and excitement and um, a lack of shaming and guidance for, you know, what kind of toy might be best for them. And metaphorical balloons and confetti.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But only if you're comfortable with them. Right. Only if you want the metaphorical (laughs) (laughs) balloons (laughs) and confetti. No pressure. Yeah. And I have to say, too, um, even though this is a feminist space, I came in with my husband um, a few weeks ago, and there are things for... The gentleman folk and those who identify as gentlemen's as well. Absolutely. (laughs) Gentlemen, not gentlemen's. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we have toys. We have toys for all bodies is the goal. So we have
3: toys that were originally created. I say originally created because, quite frankly, when you have body-safe toys and an imagination, you do what you want to do. Imagination, (laughs) consent, and body-safe toys. Those are like the three and then go for it but toys that were originally created for penises, toys that were originally created for vaginas, and then um, we have products like binders and packers and harnesses that help people who
0: want to present differently um, to do just that. Fantastic. That's great. (laughs) Is there anything else you'd like to tell us that may be burning on your mind? Yes, well, we're really, really excited to be having Planned Parenthood come in and teach Ooh, a series.
3: Oh, yay! Yeah, I know, I know. So happy. Oh, and we've talked to probably three separate departments. They came in and did um, a how to get health care talk like a month ago, and they're coming in and doing. A multi-week series on different forms of contraceptive so like mm. one session is hormonal and one session is behavioral I mean they've been just supportive across the board um, and it's very 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 exciting to be able to work with an organization like that who's regularly providing care to keep bodies safe and healthy mm-hmm. and to be able to work with a local branch is just great so there's the hormonal um, November 5th is hormonal types of birth control and then November 12th is barrier methods and uh november 19th is behavioral methods and what those are called are birth control for everybody mm-hmm. so they're focusing on um also being inclusive in their language for uh queer folks and for mm-hmm. trans folks which is great yeah that's awesome mm, yeah. So and those are nice. all happening here at box
0: mm-hmm. yep
3: we have those happening at box and I'm. Uh, we have the relationship chart readings from the woman okay. who uh, did our sex astrology event, and we're mm-hmm. having a really fun um, Halloween <laughs> sex astrology event. So you can come up come dressed as like a celebrity that you share a sign with or as your sign there may or may not be a t-shirt in the process of being made with 69 on it because i'm a cancer Uh so maybe (laughs) maybe that's my costume maybe it's not uh you'll just have to come and see it's very appropriate yeah oh i'm
0: pretty excited i have Um, got to ask yeah sextrology yeah sex forms please tell me more about this
3: sextrology yeah so sextrology um it's it's a lot like it sounds so it's talking about about compatibility and a lot of times like relationship compatibility depending on your astrological chart um, and the astrological chart of who you're wondering whether or not you're compatible with. So it's a lot of fun. Um, And the person who puts them on Denise is a blast like just just a blast and really knows her stuff like comes in and just has it all and is really charismatic which makes anything they do really fun even the meeting we had just talking about what we were going to do I just like popped it was great (laughs) um and they also do what is their event called I think they do it at melt monthly and it has to do with signs and it's a dance party yeah yeah had me a dance party I know (laughs) I know and she you know she does it and has a blast with that so um, those events are really just just really good good time that's awesome
0: yeah (laughs) awesome well thank you so much for we actually uh, didn't mention this in the beginning but we are actually sitting in box right now (laughs) 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 and it is it's such a cool space yeah so come down and check it out (laughs) yeah yeah
3: thank you so where can people find you out in the world
0: Sure. Well, we
3: are at 3350 Ohio, right off of Cherokee, physically. And then we're on the internet on Facebook. And our website is boxstl.squarespace.com fantastic
0: awesome well thank you so much for joining us and thank you to my wonderful Um, (laughs) co-panelists and thank you everyone listening for joining us this month Uh, come back again next month when we are going to have all new exciting and awesome topics